Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer a wide array of bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so that you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some great guest episodes. Thanks so much for joining me for today's topic discussion, and I hope that you'll return my handshake to you by becoming a part of this community. You can do that through Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. So I'd like to kickstart today's episode on defining yourself with a quote. Michael Hyatt is a leadership consultant, New York Times bestselling author, and was interviewed on the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast when he said, if you can't lead yourself, you don't have the right to lead anybody else. So just to repeat for emphasis, if you can't lead yourself, you don't have the right to lead anybody else. When I first heard that bold statement, my initial reaction was that he was being a little harsh and not very encouraging. But after thinking about it for a little while, I realized Not only was he right, but it's actually a super encouraging statement. So I just want to explain that real quick before we dive in. By saying if you can't lead yourself, you don't have the right to lead anybody else, he's hinting at a great starting point for becoming a leader, and it goes hand in hand with becoming the best version of yourself. So in today's episode, we are going to get to what that starting point is, and then we are going to jump into first, who we are not, and then who we are all as a part of defining ourselves in concrete and pretty non-circumstantial ways. So right off the bat, I will have to just congratulate you because you are on the right track towards leading yourself. I think just by listening to this podcast, you're at least recognizing the fact that what we hear and what we choose to listen to have massive impacts on the way that we think act, speak to ourselves, and so much more. So by recognizing that, you're already on the trajectory towards leading yourself, in my opinion. But I also just want to come full circle with this idea that it's pretty much a non-negotiable fact that you have to lead yourself in order to lead other people, and in that order, too. I mean, Yes, technically you might learn how to better lead yourself in the midst of maybe being thrown into a situation where you're all of a sudden expected to get up and be the person that others are looking towards. But if you already know how to run yourself efficiently, positively, productively, in a way that's healthy, and then that gets to be what overflows out of you into a positive experience for everyone following you, I mean, I think that that kind of is a little bit of a better deal. So the way I think about it is just to paint a picture like this. Have you ever had a professor, maybe a a gym teacher, doctor, physical therapist even, or a coach, speak on making healthy choices when they are very clearly not an example of someone who's taking their own advice? I don't know about you, but I know I certainly have. And I mean, extenuating circumstances aside, It's usually really difficult for him or her, whoever that person is, that coach or doctor, it's really difficult for him or her to lead you in that arena if not already leading him or herself in living a healthy lifestyle. And then it becomes kind of hard for you to listen to that advice because you're like, man, I don't know if this 
works because you aren't really looking like what you're asking me to follow. So I don't know about you guys, but if I'm talking to somebody about something that I know I have absolutely no experience in, I just don't feel that confident in whatever I'm saying. Uh, and so it's, in a way, it's kind of like a form of hypocrisy that would be leading others without first leading yourself. Or maybe it's like holding others to a standard that you don't necessarily expect from yourself. Either way, uh, learning to lead ourselves is not just a one-and-done topic, uh, for sure. So we will tackle this one chunk at a time, one step at a time. But for now, just know that if you want to lead by example, well, <laughs> you first have to be that example. So let's move on to develop a better idea of who we are and also who we aren't. So who you are not. You are not your past shortcomings. You are not your past mistakes. You are absolutely not your past failures. And I'm so sorry if this sounds like a little bit of a pep talk, but uh, it's because self-talk is extremely important. And it's so critical that you don't let those lies that tell you anything otherwise infiltrate their way into preventing you from stepping out of your comfort zone and growing as a person. So, so critical. Bob Goff, an author of highly respected books, many of them, he said he wants to, quote, change who he used to be into more of who he's becoming. A lot of times in leadership, we end up spending time in who we used to be and over-identifying with our failures. So again, just to emphasize that last part, a lot of times in leadership, we end up spending time in who we used to be and over-identifying with our failures. And wow, I mean, when I first heard this, I remember I was at the gym, actually, in one of those studio rooms, you know, one of the rooms that's available for group fitness classes, but it was empty. And I was just doing some warm-up stretches, and thank goodness I was by myself because I was listening to this quote in my headphones, and the look on my face must have just been pure shock. Uh, I mean, I just thought, okay, this is so me. I absolutely have knee-jerk reactions to completely identify with past shortcomings, and that just isn't good for anybody. Uh, you could see visibly the light bulb go off in my head, is what I'm trying to say. In saying you are not your past mistakes, that is separate, however, from holding yourself accountable. I just want to add this clarification before I move on that I am not encouraging you to shirk responsibility for any actions that have caused harm either to yourself or to others. And, I mean, there's always room to ask for forgiveness and seek reconciliation. So I just wanted to avoid misinterpretation there. But in saying that you are not your past shortcomings, you are not your past mistakes, and you're not your past failures, I'm just emphasizing that those should not make up the definition of who you are. And again, if this sounds too much of a pep, like a pep talk, then that is just because this is a critical idea to let sink in. And for some reason, in the vast majority of us, we have a really hard time not falling into this mental trap. So just for fun, a quick example. If I were to introduce myself to you, I would not say, Hi, my name is Brigitte Borenstein. I got a 1 on my AP Chemistry exam in high school. Which is true, by the way, and I'm pretty sure that you can get a 1 out of 5 just for putting your name on it. So that was definitely a bummer. 
Um, but no, that's definitely not what I would say. I would say, hi, my name is Brigitte Bornstein. I enjoy spending time with family, being outside, running, learning, cooking, tasting different types of dark chocolate, and speaking to you guys here on this podcast. You need to shift your perspective, which isn't easy, but it needs to shift away from seeing your past shortcomings as blemishes and flaws on the person that you present to the world. Instead, Choose to see them as scars that have made you stronger. See them as really, really hard teaching moments. And most of us learn so much more from the mess-ups than we do from anything that's just smooth sailing anyway. And honestly, by if that doesn't get you to want to shift your perspective, then by dwelling on or stirring in that frustration or disappointment and defeat, you're just robbing yourself of the gain that you can actually get from valleys as valuable teaching moments. It's worth so much more to learn from a mistake than to just dwell on it and not get anything from it. So, you are not your past mistakes. It's counterproductive to dwell on past mistakes instead of just matter-of-factly doing what you need to do to move on, extracting what you can from a lesson learning perspective, and then actually, here's the catcher, moving on. Those things that cause you to feel pangs of regret, shame, or embarrassment for falling short, those are not who you are. I feel like I'm repeating this like a broken record, but just remember that introduction of what you would not say if you introduced yourself and said, hi, my name is... Moving on to who you are as opposed to who you are not, this is a topic that I would really encourage you to spend some brainstorming time on for yourself, because knowing the ins and outs of who you are will just clear pathways for everything else, including all your goals. But defining your goals before defining yourself is like hoping to write a best-selling book with a plot but no main character, and I just don't think that that would work very well. So, who are you? In your definition, you can include roles that are super important to you, of course, but just be careful to not put them in the forever category if they don't really belong there. Your career can for sure be the reason that you wake up excited to start the day, but then just be mindful of not letting that be your end-all be-all and only aspect to who you are, right? Because in this example, there's a huge crack in that definition. If the way that you define yourself rests that heavily on your career, how devastating would it be if your job position were to change or if you were to lose it entirely? Of course, I don't wish that upon you and I hope that doesn't happen, but it's just something to keep in mind. I would like you instead to focus on an evergreen definition of yourself, which is an image that I'm adapting a little bit from Jenna Kutcher to give credit where credit is due. She is a blogger and social media influencer, and she mentions this idea of evergreen content that doesn't just address the here and now. An evergreen definition of yourself can withstand the test of time and remain consistent no matter what life throws your way. So that's why a lot of people, as an example, a lot of people turn to uh, faith for scriptural definitions of who we are because those definitions don't change when you mess up. And what's written down doesn't change when you lose your job or, you know, something happens. And that's just hugely important. So a link to a worksheet that you can complete on your own or with a group of friends is in the blog post corresponding to this episode. And that'll also be in the show notes. So you might consider asking for perspective on a few of the questions from a trusted family member or friend. Uh, just because 
we sometimes have this tendency to focus on our weaknesses, whereas maybe having somebody else's input that you trust could shed light on your strengths, you know, or vice versa. So take, take some time, review some characteristic traits that you've had for a long time, and I mean a, a long time, like that you're a positive thinker that looks at every glass as half full, or you're honest, humble, a put the pedal to the metal type of hard, diligent worker, or you're creative, things like that. Go through some things that you love that you don't think will change. Think along the lines of loving cooking and trying new things in the kitchen, or being an avid reader or a really great journal journaler, as opposed to really loving the newest season of your favorite show or some trend that's going to move on in about two seconds. Identify some skills you've honed in on and developed over time. So that might be like being a patient teacher with friends, children, or even in the formal capacity with students. Or maybe you're a great listener or a great mentor. And in all of these, you just want to choose things that you are and that you embody, kind of like it's in your DNA. And it's something that you've developed and held on to long enough that you could do it with your eyes closed and you don't think it's just going to come and go like the weather. And most importantly, remember to focus on evergreen, non-seasonal, non-transitional, and as non-circumstantial as possible things to put in that definition of yourself. So to recap, we need to lead ourselves before we lead anybody else. Remember what Michael Hyatt said, that if you can't lead yourself, you don't have the right to lead anybody else. And I think what I appreciate most about that quote is that it just gives such a clear starting place with anything leadership related. And it's exactly what we focus on this podcast. Becoming the best you can be. It starts with you. And if it all starts with you, it would make sense that knowing that who you are would be pretty important. Um, but who you are not is not your past shortcomings, mistakes, or failures. Instead of letting those nagging negativities wiggle their way between your ears or into who you see in the mirror, you are the evergreen, non-seasonal, non-transitional, and as non-circumstantial as possible characteristics, skills, traits, hobbies that all come together perfectly to make you. And how cool is that, right? There's only one of you. So spend some time working on that worksheet in the show notes and then just think too. What do you say when you introduce yourself? You say, hi, my name is, and then what? Hold on to a definition of yourself that will withstand the test of time, but ultimately still allow room for growth and improvement since we are definitely in this for the long haul. I'd love to keep this conversation going, and I'd be honored to hear what your definitions are, so please feel free to share. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe, and don't be afraid to send me a message. I'd love it. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.